Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise God from whom all blessings flow, and welcome to the Purpose Kingdom Network. I'm your host, Evangelist Cheryl Johnson, the president and founder of the Women in the Word Ministries, and this is In Search of the Truth, coming to you live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States of America. This is episode number 1,774, to God be the glory for the good things he has done and yet to be doing. And we welcome you to the Blog Talk Radio Purpose Kingdom Network. And I welcome you to this program as well. And you can listen on your computer by coming on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom. That's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom. Or you can dial in at 319-527-6091. That's 319-527-6091. You know, the Bible declares that in Psalm 119, 160, thy word is truth. And it is from the very beginning, and every one of thy judgments endures forever. John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is true. And John eight thirty two says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So if you're looking for freedom tonight, if you're looking for deliverance tonight, if you're looking for a word of encouragement tonight, you have found it, and you will continue to find it, in the word of God. Let us pray. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory that is due your name, for you are worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is worthy to be praised. Lord, we come before you this evening wanting to be delivered, wanting to be set free, wanting to hear a word from you that will cause us to run on just a little bit further in you. Lord, I ask you would hide me behind the cross, Lord, that they might not hear me, but they would hear you and see you high and lifted up. Lord, plant your seeds on fertile ground even on this evening in the name of Jesus, that it will bring forth fruit and that fruit will in fact remain in the name of Jesus. Open our ears that we might hear, open our eyes that we might see, open our hearts that we might be able to receive what you are telling us tonight and that we be able to apply it to our lives. Lord, we don't want to just be hearers of the word, we want to be doers as well. We want to be able to apply them to our lives that we might be able to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. These things I ask in the mighty, matchless, marvelous, magnificent name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I do pray. Amen and glory to your name, O God. Tonight, the topic tonight is going to be coming out of Judges chapter 7, Judges chapter 7, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 15 in the King James Version. The topic tonight, the topic tonight is you're in it to win it. You're in it to win it. So come with me to the Word of God, Judges. 
chapter 7, a very familiar uh, event that has been recorded in the Word of God for our learning and for our encouragement as well. Verse 1 says, Then Jerubbabel, who was Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early and pitched beside the well of Harod, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Morah in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, My own hands have saved me. Now therefore go to and proclaim to the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from the Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people twenty and two thousand, and there remained ten thousand. Verse 4 says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down into the water, and I will try, for, I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, This shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And whomsoever I say unto thee, This shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. So he brought down the people into the water, and the Lord said unto Gideon, Every one that lappeth of the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, he shalt thy set by himself. Likewise, every one that bows down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hands to their mouth, were three hundred men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thine hands, and let all the other people go every man unto his place. So the people took vesticles in their hands and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man unto his tent, and retained these 300 men, and the host of the Midianites were beneath him in the valley. And it came to pass that same night, the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down into the host, for I have delivered it unto thine hand. But if thou fear to go down, go thou with Prua, thy servant, go down to the host, and you shall hear what they say, and afterwards shall your hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then went he down with Prua, his servant, unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host, and the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude, and their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for multitude. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto a fellow and said, Behold, I dreamt a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it, and the tent lay along. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, the man of Israel. For into his hand has God delivered Midian and all of the hosts. The word of God 
for the people of God, to glorify God. I just want to throw in here verse 15, very interesting, and it says, And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned unto the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has delivered into your hand the host of Midian. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And again, the title is In It to Win It. In It to Win It. This is such an encouraging um, story, and every time I read it, I even get other things out of it that will encourage me. And I just want to share that with you. Anybody that's going through anything today, anybody that's in the middle of a dilemma, in the middle of a struggle, a situation that seems larger than uh, you can handle. And, it, and sometimes, and let's be honest, sometimes the things that we are in the middle of seem larger than God. Uh, let's just be honest. And that, that problem seems to loom large in our eyes, and we figured uh, we're, we're just going to continue to struggle or we're going to lose it, or how about this, or we're going to accept <clears throat> its consequences, and all of those things start happening. But I hear God tell us, thank you, Lord Jesus, but you're in it to win it. How many of you know that God already knows about your struggle, that God already knew what you were going to be into before you got into it, but he made this promise to us in his word. He said, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. How many of you know that God is yet working it out for your good and for his glory? You're in it to win it. Why? Because God has a purpose and God has a plan. And so what happens is when we get in the middle of these dilemmas and they seem large, we're going to have to do what Gideon has done or what the Lord shows us that Gideon has done. That reminds me of a story of a middle school uh, that attended a, uh, a statewide basketball tournament. And all the big-name middle schools were there. And they were like a nobody, like a little no-name herd of school. And when the players from that, that, that middle school showed up, and you know how you get the little warm-ups and all that other kind of stuff, they noticed that the other teams were taller. They noticed that the other teams were faster. And they began to doubt themselves because to them those other teams look like they're going to win it all and that they didn't have a chance so so naturally when they warmed up they were so nervous and so upset they couldn't even hit the hoop this is just a warm-up and they had already began to accept within their minds that they were going to be defeated and they had actually said to themselves we don't won't even last through the first round well, the coach called the team over to him, and he said this, they might be stronger, but you're smarter. And he said that they might be faster, but you're going to be victorious because we didn't come all the way down here to lose in the first round. We didn't come all the way down here even to take second place. We came down here to win it. We're in this to win it. So just do what I say and see. Because we're going to win this thing. And needless to say, that little no-named uh, middle school 
walked away with the biggest trophy, the number one trophy from that tournament that day. And I believe I would want to say that those who are on those teams remember what the coach has said. They might be stronger, but you're smarter. And if you just do what I say, see what happens because you're in it to win it. And so that's what we find here today when we look at this uh, this account over here in Judges chapter seven. You got Gideon. Now, now, for background, Gideon calls himself the least of the least. And if you were going to read in chapter 6, and we don't have time to go back, Gideon and his people are uh, in a peculiar situation in that they are hiding from the enemy. They are surrounded, as a matter of fact, for the enemy. But And this had to do because of their rebellions and disobedience. That's why they were in the dilemma that they were in. And so what they would have to do is they would have to harvest their crops at night, mm-hmm. sneak out and get some uh, some resources at night because during the day the enemy had them surrounded and they couldn't move and anything like that. And so they were living in constant fear and constant oppression. And the Lord came and told Gideon, he said this, and it's in verse 12 of of chapter 6. He says to Gideon, O thy mighty man of valor, this day I'm going to deliver the 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 Midianites into your hands. Now 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 Gideon, he he can't believe this because his response is, well I'm the weakest of the weak. I'm the youngest in my clan, and my clan is the weakest of all the clans here, and and I just can't believe you're going to choose me um, to do something great like that. Now now I want you to notice something. God has already called Gideon mighty and brave. But Gideon's mindset was that he was weak and ineffective. God is going to call us what he sees us to be regardless of how we view ourselves right now. Somebody needs to hear that this evening. God is going to call you what he needs us to be in spite of what we think we are right now. So he told Gideon, he said, you're mighty, you're strong, you're brave, and I'm going to give the Midianites into your hand. And like I said, you know, Gideon had his rebuttal, like most of us have our rebuttal. And one of the rebuttals that Gideon also has is says, you know, I heard about you, God, and how you delivered my ancestors. He said, but I, I just can't believe that you're that same God because if you were that same God, we would not be in the predicament that we are in now. I, I heard all about your exploits and all of these things, but I can't believe because I'm living in oppression and I'm hiding out from the Midianites in caves and in the mountains and in the strongholds, and I'm surrounded by them. So, God, if you're that God of my ancestors, how, how, ancestors, how come I'm living this comp- particular way. He wasn't convinced that the same God of his ancestors even cared about him, knew about him, or could deliver him or his people from the present situation that they were in. Now, don't look at him strange because sometimes we do that too. Well, God, if you are 
who you say you are, how come uh, they can't diagnose this sickness in me? And God, if you are who you say you are, then how come I'm in this situation? How come I'm in this predicament? How come I'm in the dilemma that I am in? How come I'm struggling financially? How come I can't get along? How come I just got fired and I'm like the best person they got in the office? God, if you are who you say you are, how come all of these things are coming my way. And that's how that's how Gideon thought. And, I, and I'm telling you now, I'm, I'm just going to be down to earth, going to be real. There are situations that will come up in your life that will make you question the God that you serve. But that's okay because God can handle your questions. That's okay. God can handle your questions. That simply means that your faith has to be increased. That's what it's, and that's where Gideon was, and that's where God had to get Gideon to the place where his faith was increased, that he might be able to realize he was victorious, just like God had told him that he was. Yeah, I'm still in the story, and I'm still talking about us. And if this happened to happen, you just keep on living. It's going to be bound to happen. But here's the thing. This is what I love. God doesn't scold us for that. Instead, he uh, finds ways to boost our confidence, our faith, if you will, in him. How many of you know that God will do just that, that no matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstances that you're in, God has not called you to fail. God has not called you to be a victim, but he has called you to be a victor. God has not called you to flight, but he has called you to fight. God has not called you to be trivial, but he has called you to be triumphant. Thank you, Jesus. Why? Because you are in it to win it. Well, how do you know? Hey, you asked me how you know. Well, I'm glad that you asked the question because I want you to go with me back to uh, the book of Judges. And we're going to look at these verses again. And we're going to pull out truths that we'll be able to uh, to digest and get that down in our spirit to know that, that no matter what goes on in our lives, that God has a purpose and a plan and that we're in it. Whatever that situation is, whatever that circumstance is, whatever that problem is, you're in it to win it. You're going to conquer it. And the first thing I realize is you got to get small. So you can see how tall God really is. Look at verse 1 and 2. Verse 1 and 2, it says, And Jerubbabel, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early and pitched aside the well of Harod, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Morah in the valley. And verse 2 says, And God said to Gideon, The people that are with you are too many for me to give to the Midianites unto their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves or boast themselves and say, uh, I, uh, I did it by myself. My hand, my own hand delivered me. My own hand saved me. Well, you got to get small so you can see how tall God really is. And, and Gideon is facing this big challenge. 
So what does he do? He thinks it's best for him to get as many men as possible to help him to defeat the Midianites. Sometimes God tells us what we're going to do, and we look at the situation in our logical minds, finite logical minds, say, I can't see how that's going to happen, so I need to pull everybody in that I can to see this thing happen. God gives you a, a, a vision of a great mission and, uh, to start a STEM school or something like that, and you don't have the resources or and and you don't you don't even have the teachers, let alone the students. And all but God says you're going to have that. So you start pulling people from the east, pulling people from the west, pulling people from the north, pulling people from the south. And God has not called you to do that part because He already has things set up in place. And all you got to do is ask Him, Lord. Well, since you gave me this vision, since you gave me this ministry, whatever it is, then you're going to show me how to run it. But basically, we don't do that. We just take it and run down the road with it, and then we become overwhelmed by it. And we began to wonder, did God really give that to us? That's just I'm just using an example. And here, Gideon was already told in chapter six he was going to that the Midianites were going to be defeated by him, and God did not give him details in chapter six how that was going to happen. So Gideon figured, I'll just gather all the people, uh, all the all the men in 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 you know in 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 the clan, all the men in our nation, all the, all the men here with us, and we're gonna go down there and we're gonna fight them. Uh, but we get to verse 2 and the Lord says to Gideon you got too many folk here it's too many people here and we do that too just like I said we do that we gather our resources we gather our efforts to overcome the adversary to overcome um, adversity overcome the problems to do whatever it happens to be because it just seems to be two giants who overwhelming but God wants us thank you Jesus God wants us to rely on him. He wants us to know that it is him and not our ingenuity and not our strength and not our connections, quote, unquote, that will give us the victory, but that it's going to be him. And so he tells Gideon, you got too many people. And if I allow you to overtake the Midianites now, you're not going to give me the credit. You're going to say you overcome because you have too many people. You were stronger than they. You got too many. Uh-huh. But how about this? You're still in it to win it. Look at verse 3. Look at verse 3. Now, therefore, go, this is the Lord, go and proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from the Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people 20 and 2,000, and there remained 10,000. Stop right there. You're in it to win it, but here it is. Everybody who says they're on your side, they really aren't on your side. Some folks are fearful. Uh Uh-huh. Some folks are lacking faith. And some folks just plain fronting. They telling you they on your side, but all the time they really not on your side. They telling you that they praying for you, but really they not praying for you. They telling you that they understand what's going on, but really they don't understand what's going on. They telling you that they in your corner, but really they think you're doomed. Gideon, you got too many people. Some of these people are fearful. Tell them. That if they're afraid, they're not up to the challenge, they're going to be a, 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 a hindrance instead of a help. Hey, it's okay. You can go home right now. And the Bible says that 22,000 men packed up and left. 
leaving Gideon with 10,000 people. He found that out, that everybody who says they're with you, they aren't really with you. But I know I can probably hear Gideon say, well, you know, okay, I got 10,000. Oh, that's still, you know, a lot of folk, and and we could probably work this thing. We can probably do this thing because, you know, God told me I can do. So this is probably what he wants us to do. But I get to verse 4, and God has another plan. And how many of you know that God still has to send out the herd? Yeah, sometimes uh, we want to, to, to give God some help even when God has told us to let go and let God, because remember, I told you, God has a purpose and God has a plan. He knows just what you're facing. He knows it. Look, 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 look at look at verse four. And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. You still got too many people. Bring them down into the water and I will try them for thee there. And if it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee, and of whomsoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee, and the shame shall not go. Y'all see that? Mm-hmm. Yep. God has a purpose. God has a plan. He knows what you're facing. He knows how hard it is. He knows how stressful it seems. He even knows how hopeless you feel. But just like Gideon, God has called you mighty he has called you brave. He has called you victorious. And you're going to get the victory, but you have to do it God's way. So my second point is after you get small, now you got to follow God's instructions. So what was God's instructions? Glad you asked that question. Look at verse 5. So Gideon brought down the people into the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth him shall I set by himself. Likewise, everyone that bowed down upon his knees to drink, and the number of them that lapped, putting their hands to their mouth, were three hundred men. But all the rest of the people bowed down unto their knees to drink. And verse 7 says, And the Lord said to Gideon, By three hundred men that have lapped will I save you and deliver the Midianites into thine hands. Let all the other people go every man unto his place. Gideon is now down from 33,000 people down to 10,000. Now he's down to 300 people, and God says, now you're ready. Now you're ready. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When I skip down to verse 12, because I want us to get some perspective here, it says the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east, that's three enemies, right? They lay along the valley of Jezreel like grasshoppers without for multitude. That means there were many. You couldn't even count them. And their camels were without number like the sands of the seaside for multitude. So, so something does not compute. Let me see. 300 people against a multitude of three different armies, so many that you can't count them, but yet God tells Gideon in verse 7, 
by 300 men, that lap will I save you and deliver the Midianites into your hands and let all the other people go. Yeah, that's some odds against uh, Gideon. But how many of you know with God on your side, you have uh, the majority? Mm-hmm. Yep. But here's what's going to happen. Just like that basketball coach I told you all earlier about that encouraged his people, he said, if you do what I say, just watch and see, you're in it to win it. Well, there are times when God has to give us uh, encouragement. He's already called us brave. He's already called us victorious. He's already put the tools in our hands to make this thing work. But we in our logical, finite mind still can't figure it out. We think the odds are still against us. And now we need to be encouraged. So once you get small to see how tall God is, and then you follow God's instructions, the next thing you got to do is you got to be encouraged. You got to get your mindset, has to believe that you're in it to win it. What you talking about, Cheryl? Well, come on, let's take a look at this thing here. When I go down to verse uh, uh, 10, uh, excuse me, verse 9, it says, And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, talking to Gideon, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hands. But if you fear to go down, go thou with Furah, thy servant, down to the host. And verse 11 says, And thou shalt hear what they say, and afterwards shall thy hands be strengthened to go down into the host that went down. Then went he down with Thura, his servant, unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. Let's stop there just for one second. God knows that we need to hear some encouragement. God knows that uh, Gideon's faith is faltering. So he's going to send him to spy and hear what the enemy is saying about Gideon and Gideon's God. Mm -hmm. Because God has already said you're in this thing to win this thing. But I see your knees knocking. I see your voice getting shaky. I see your hands trembling. You need to be encouraged. So I'm going to let you hear what the enemy is saying about you and your God. And he does that for us as well. He tells us, I know you think you can't uh, you can't do this thing. And I know you think that uh, this sickness is going to overtake you. And I know you think this uh, uh, problem that's uh, large and pretty looms is going to overtake you. And I, I hear your knees knocking. And I hear your heart pounding hard. And I hear you starting to stammer and stutter and all that. And so I need to give you some encouragement. And so the Lord will do that for us when those problems seem so large and seem so so insurmountable for us. And he'll send some confirmation. He'll send it through a word. Thank you, Jesus. He'll send it through a song. Thank you, Lord. Or he'll send it through a person. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, glory to God, to reassure us that he is with us and that with him we will win. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so let's go on down now. So we see how many people in this valley. That's verse 12, right, people without multitude. Get to verse 13. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamt a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian, and came into a tent, and smote it that it fell, and overturned it that the tent lay along. 
And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand has God has God delivered Midian and all of the host. Hear that see that word of encouragement right there? He allows Gideon to eavesdrop on the enemy's camp, the outer post, and the enemy is talking among themselves and said, You know, I had this dream. I dream we're gonna lose to these guys. Right? And the other guy confirms it and says, Yes. Yeah, that's the sword of Gideon, and his God is going to deliver us into his hand. And that was just what Gideon needed to hear. God is going to send you words of encouragement through his word, through a song, through a person to reassure you that he is with you and with you, and he's not going to leave you, he's not going to forsake you, and you're going to be victorious. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, you can be sure that there is a higher purpose in it, and God is working things out for your good and for his glory. Why? Because God has already called you victorious, and he will overcome the challenge for you. He just wants you to depend on him, and he just wants you to trust him. I know I'm talking right. Look at verse 15. And it was so. That when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned unto the host of Israel and said, Hey, arise, for the Lord has delivered into your hand the host of Midian. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. What happened? His mindset changed. God encouraged him, and he began to accept that challenge, and he began to believe that you're in it to win it. What do you have to do? You've got to make yourself small so you can see how tall God really is, and then you've got to listen to his instruction because you're going to have to go through to get through. That's right. You're going to have to go through to get through. And then you've got to have the right mindset, so you're going to need to be encouraged. And your mindset got to be that you're more than a conqueror through Christ who loves you. Yeah, that's a, that's a good mindset. You got to believe like John 16:33 says and and that the Lord said this, in this world you're going to have many trials, many situations, many troubles. But be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Yeah, that's a mindset that you got to have when you're in it to win it. You got to be like Psalm 34 verse 19 says, "Many are the afflictions of the righteous." But God will deliver us out of them all. Why? Because he has a plan, because he has a purpose, because he's going to work it out for your good, yet for his glory. And this challenge, this dilemma, this problem, this situation, whatever it is that you're facing that looms larger to you than God, you need to change or flip that that switch and turn that mindset around to believe that you're in it to win it, that God has a plan and a purpose, that he's strengthening you, that he's preparing you, that you're going to win and you're going to come out 
as pure gold. You're going to come out strong. You're going to come out praising. You're going to come out glorifying God. You're going to come out realizing that God can do anything but fail. That with God, you're always going to be victorious. That with God, you will not lose. With God, you're always in it, and you're always going to win it. It doesn't matter what it looks like right now, and then it doesn't even matter what they say. And how about this? It doesn't even matter what you think. God has already called you mighty. God has already called you brave. God has already said you're victorious. And how many of you know that his word will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish what he has sent it out to do. So he has called you victorious. If he's called you brave, if he called you winner, guess what? You're a winner. Guess what? You're brave. Guess what? You are victorious. You're not called to fail. You're called to succeed. You're not called to be a victim. You're called to be a victor. You're not called to flight. You're called to fight. You're not called to trip. You're called to be triumphant in Christ. You are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Why? Because you are in this thing. You're in it to win it. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord this this evening for his word is the word of encouragement. And how about this? I know there are some of you out there that are struggling even right now, trying to make a decision. Should I stick this thing out? Should I go through? Or you might even be asking the question, why is this happening to me? Etc. Etc. Well, I told you that God does things on purpose. He doesn't make a mistake. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. But you got to get to know this God. You got to get get to know this Jesus, Lord. You got to get to know who he is in your life. So if you don't know who he is, then of course the problems are going to seem strong or or larger. And of course the problems are going to overtake you and overwhelm you. But I recommend Jesus to you today. I recommend that you find out who he is. I recommend that you give your life to him even right now. I recommend that you do just that. I recommend Jesus. Because we can't do this thing by ourselves. I don't care how how smart you think you are. I don't care how strong you think you are. I don't I don't care how uh eloquent you think you can speak or whatever the case may be. You can't do this without Jesus. Whatever this is, you cannot do it. Without Jesus. So I recommend Jesus to you today so you're guaranteed a victory. You're guaranteed a victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and accepting the Lord Jesus Christ is easy. It's real easy because the Word of God says that we all have a condition, and that condition is sin, for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. And that we all have a destination, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life see that but God has also given us a provision God commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us and so he gives us an invitation behold I stand at the door and I knock and if any man hear my voice and open the door so I'll come in to him and I will sup with him and be with him and he with me for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall save so all you have to do is make this decision. All you have to make this confession. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus 
and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. The Bible says, and you shall be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto, unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It's just that easy. A, B, C. Admit that you're a sinner, that you need God. B, believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. Amen. And has saved you from the penalty uh, and wrath of God. Amen. And C, confess it. Confess it and commit your life to Christ. And you can do that really easy. Simple prayer. Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I, be, I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you died for my sin and that God raised you from the dead. And now, Lord Jesus, I, I open the door of my heart. And please come into my life today and forgive me for my sins and save my soul. And, and I thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer and saving my soul. Uh, Jesus, I, I pray and I give you thanksgiving. Amen. I just want you to know that if if you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. And today is the first day of the rest of your life because the word of God lets us know that you are a new creature in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, in order to live this new this life in Christ, and in order to take take advantages of the promises that are found in His Word, um, you know, and to live this life more abundantly, like you're going to need to seek out and connect with and join with a Bible believing, Bible teaching church, Amen. And 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 this is going to cause you to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it's going to cause you to learn the many promises of God that he has for you in his word. And it's going to cause you to increase your faith and depend on him and really get the mindset that you're in this thing to win this thing, that you're in it to win it. Amen? Amen. I'm going to turn it over to Brother Ra right now. He has some announcements for you to hear. Okay, okay. Uh, great show tonight. I really enjoyed it, Evangelist Cheryl. And uh, so real quickly, I'll go ahead and see the announcements. This is the Project Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, whether you're listening to us online or via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and your support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And uh, we also thank those that share with their friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. Okay, if, uh, anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live from www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live show, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime um, you want to speak to any one of our hosts, you can just press the number 1, and we'll get you in as soon as we can. Um, we also um, have uh, various uh, social media pages, and uh, we invite you to uh, just, you know, uh, check it out. One of those social media pages is uh, Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where uh, you can just go ahead and uh, follow us. And from there, you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on that social media pages as well as our others, which is uh, on Instagram and Twitter, which is Purpose underscore Kingdom. All right. And uh, from there, uh, from, from our, our next announcement is that we do have uh, a way you can correspond with us here via email which is PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com, where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or just give us a praise report. We're glad to hear from you. Okay, and we also do have a radio network, which is PKN.com, which is all, which is offering uh, 24 hours of music of inspiration. And uh, please feel free to check it out. 
Okay, and uh, tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, we have the debut of our uh, new show, which is He Said, She Said, at the 9 p.m. hour. Uh, please please uh, feel free to check it out and tell a friend. Don't forget with God's will, God's blessing. We hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for the debut of our show, He Said, She Said. And it's going to be a panel of our hosts. And uh, please feel free to check it out. With that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements. And um, we're going to hand it back over to Evangelist Cheryl to close us out. Amen. God bless you, Brother Rob. The Lord is good, and he is worthy to be praised. I just want you to remember, you're in it to win it. No matter what you're facing, you're in it to win it. God has a purpose, and God has a plan. And you can be sure that there's a higher purpose in whatever you're going through, and that God is going to work it out for your good and for his glory. He's already called you victorious. He's already called you brave. He's already told you you're going to win it. He already told you you're going to overcome the challenge because he's going to overcome that challenge for you. And God wants you to depend on him, and he wants you to trust him. And just like I talked about a little bit earlier, you've got to make yourself small so you can see just how tall your God really is. And you've got to listen to his instruction because you have to go through in order to get through. And finally, you've got to have the right mindset, the right frame of mind, so he's going to give you encouragement and let you know you're more than a conqueror and let you know that he has come overcome all the trials and tribulations that you will ever face and to let you know that he will deliver you out of whatever that is that you are in. There's nothing too hard for our God, but you're in it. To win it, he hasn't called you to be a victim. He's called you to be a victor. He hasn't called you to fright, but he's called you to fight. He hasn't called you to trip, but he's called you to be triumphant. Amen. He's going to turn them stumbling blocks into stepping stones. You're going to be somebody because you're in it to win it. God bless you. Until next time, the word of God, let it be the lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. I am Evangelist Cheryl Johnson, and you've been listening to In Search of the Truth. I bid you peace and God's blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to see me down, I will not lose. He saved me. 